welcome to a brand new episode of The 60 Second Car, the podcast that covers the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. Today we're talking about Minute 53 of The Fast and the Furious from 2001. My name is Dan, and joined, ho- joined as always by the co-host with the most boast, Mr. I Daniel. I boast the most. You boast the most. What do you boast I'm about? So, I'm so great. Look at me. I'm so great. I'm greater than him. I'm great. <laughs> I have to be the. I have to have the most boasts. If you say you're great, I have to say it anymore. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're my bad. My bad. I'm, it's I'm more bad. It's time. It's useful. Welcome back to the 60 Second Car, the uh, the fastest podcast in all the land. We will beat you in any quarter mile of the time. However, if you challenge us to like the Le Mans 24 hour, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. What? What the hell is that? The Le, Le, Le Mans 24 hour. It is a race that um, I don't know when it started, but a while ago. Um, there's a movie that covers it very well. It's a very famous race in France. Um, I think it's in France. Um, there's a very famous race where it's a 24-hour race. Um, and they, you know, they try keep track of laps and stuff like that to see who's in first. But it's a 24-hour race. It is the race where Ford, the American motor company Ford, um, decided that they could compete with, you know, brands like ferrari and all the italian brand all the other italian brands like i think who else was there uh alfa alfa romeo and all these all these jeff Boyardi, um chester cheeto and um tony soprano to- i was gonna say tony the tiger Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> I was sticking with the, the foods, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it reminds me of how much the the guy who started Kellogg's is such a weirdo. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Le Mans twenty four hours, a twenty four hour race, and uh, if you if you know anything about like the history of Ford and this guy named. Uh, uh henry ford uh, yeah but there's henry ford <laughs> henry ford <laughs> you're killing me uh i forget his first name last name shelby harrison ford oh <laughs> came up with harrison ford uh the heir to the ford fortune not the actor um, fortune Brain Shelby. overload. Yeah. <laughs> Brain overload. Uh, yes, Shelby. They made a movie about it with uh, uh, Matt Damon playing Shelby and um, what's his name from? Oh, Christian Bale playing the English guy that became his racer and actually won the Le Mans 24 hour. Um, so, yeah, the, that was just a long explanation to saying uh, we're better at quarter miles, not mar- not 24 hour marathons. Uh, however, however, you do run long distances pretty often. I've done a half marathon once and I hated it. It was long and boring. Sorry. (laughs) It was, it was long, hard and boring. Sure. Sure. But you still like, okay. What's your daily run roughly? Uh, I shoot for five miles. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's five. 
it's more than I do. <laughs> it's very much yeah, more you, than I do. You see like a heavy thing. You're like, I have to put that above my head. I don't do that. I have no arm strength. Sure, but like at the end of one one lift, yeah, it may be a lot of weight, but at the end of one lift, my heart is doubled in heart rate. <laughs> it's doubled in how many beats per minute. <laughs> sure. So I feel like your heart probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I've been to the doctor and actually, so I had to get some blood tests done a couple of years ago and I went in and I had to fast for this and when oh, they stuck that. with I hate doing that. They, they got me with a couple of needles and I already don't do well with needles. And apparently mm. if I have been fasting, I'm even more easily lightheaded. So I passed out. Sure. And when I woke up, they were lifting my legs in the air and there's a doctor standing over me going, he's probably a runner. He's probably a runner. Yeah, he has, he has really good legs. He's probably a runner. And I was like, wait, what? And like, oh, you passed out while you're getting your blood drawn. Are you OK? I was like, yeah, I don't do well with needles. And like, oh, you should have told somebody that. I'm like, I did. But also I didn't know you're going to hit me with seven needles. And they went, oh, no, we only got you with two. I went, Damn it. And the guy's like, are you a runner? I went, yes, I'm a runner. Okay, that explains his heart rate, guys. You didn't have to call me in here. And then he just leaves. Weird. Wait, because it was low? Yeah, because uh. my heart rate went, like, surprisingly low for what it was, like, their concern. And, like, mm. they had my legs up to try and put blood from my legs into my body to get my mm. to me to regain consciousness, which... I wonder if they thought I, you were, like, anemic or hemorrhaging or something. Yeah, I don't know. It was... It was interesting because i where i was was a fairly like visual pocket of this clinic so people absolutely saw me pass out and then get carried <laughs> off to like some room that i i do not know where it was oh like, you got I taken came, away yeah i got i got taken from like the room which is like basic exam kind of blood draw stuff which had like i had neighbors and other people in the room getting it done as well it's just like i don't know where i am anymore i'm in, like a storage closet Jesus. i don't think this I don't think this clinic is fit for <laughs> this apparent emergency we're happening. <laughs> they took you somewhere so that, you know, if you just died, they could just dump you somewhere. Yeah, else. exactly. <laughs> we don't do death well here, so let's put this guy in the back. Yeah. No, our, our death number has been abnormally high. We can't let anybody else see this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's never so getting their blood drawn, we have to convince them this isn't going to happen all the time. Yeah. But we yeah. have a room just for this, so it might happen all the time. But that, that's exactly what that is. Like, first of all, like, I, it takes me a while to get hungry. I think I've, I've, as much as like, I've eaten a lot to help build and bulk and stuff like that. You think I'd be better. I think I'd get more hungry more often, but like, there's times where I will not eat all day and just forget about it all. And I don't know if that's an ADHD thing or what, but, uh, if you tell me I have to fast all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to eat everything. Yeah. I want to eat absolutely <laughs> everything that ever existed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want things I don't like. Yeah, exactly. I want to. I want to eat just bowls and bowls of cottage cheese. Uh, I never want to eat that. Actually, <laughs> weird. This is weird timing. Last night we were over at we had a dinner for my wife's uh, sister's birthday thing, mm -hmm. and it came cottage cheese came up, and I I realized I've never had it. I don't know what it's like. Not even on like a salad or anything? Nope. It's gross. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, it seems gross. Probably haven't had it. It's gross. It's a soft, bumpy cheese. Pass. Bumpy and slimy at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks like bad yogurt. And then yeah. it's I mean on this depending like if you think about the science of it, it kind of is bad yogurt, right? Because like yogurt is 
you know, it's aged and molded and stuff like that, and, but it becomes creamy. So it feels like you did it right. Cottage cheese is aged and molded, but it looks like you did it wrong. <laughs> it looks like mm-hmm. you messed up. And that's, that's that's the same thing when people eat blue cheese and stuff like that. When it's in a, when blue cheese is in like its hard form, I'm like, yeah, that looks like something I left in my fridge for three weeks that shouldn't have been there. Don't eat that. Stop it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> you know who messed up? A man named Ted. Ted absolutely messed up. Way to bring it back. Ted. I feel like Johnny may have set him up. I'm just gonna put it that oh, way. Set him probably. up to be to be looking stupid when really Ted Ted probably isn't very stupid. In uh, fact, there's a line where Ted's pretty stupid. Okay, Expl- explain this. Car- which which line? I'm forgetting. He shows him the car, and it's basically like, "What's missing?" And or do you see well, everything? He says, do you see anything here? wrong? Yeah. And he says, "No," but because there's no engine in the car. Ted doesn't like, know how cars work. But like, if I if I'm in this situation, right? And I see an engine out of a car. I feel like it's for maintenance or they're replacing an engine or whatever it might be. Granted, Ted should know what's going on because he probably should know the context as to why he's here. Otherwise, outside of this vacuum of of whatever reality they're building in this movie, if I see a car without an engine, I might assume that that's out for a reason. So I'm looking at everything else other than that to see if there's anything wrong and then being like, no, it looks fine. With, like, I, I feel like there's there's not a common understanding between us that, like, yeah, obviously I fucking know there's no engine. I'm not that stupid. But other than that, everything else looks fine. And I feel like I'm, I'm trying to empathize with Ted here. I feel like that's what was going through Ted's head. Maybe I'm I think it would have been I think it would be funny if after the there are no engines, blah, 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 he would have been like, okay, yeah, that I know, but you should have yeah. specified. If that's you had, like, a smart-ass, a smart-ass response before kissing a shoe. Yeah. Getting ahead of myself there. Uh so, yeah, I don't know. Ted, uh, I have very little on Ted. I tried to look up his deal because he's a character who has lines. Uh, played by a guy <laughs> named Bear Holden. He's uh-huh. mostly a stuntman and driver, so they probably got him out on one of the cars that he was racing around and put him in here and like, hey, you want to talk? He might have been one of the coordinators on the movie. Who knows? Um, yeah, I did. I feel like I heard that about him. And like somebody was talking about this this scene. Um, but yeah, so so um, it brings me to the the, I mean... First of all, getting the screenshots from these scenes reminds me of, or kind of, I guess, gives me a, a insight into the fact that I forget how short some parts are. Um, because, like, I know what's happening usually in the next part of each scene because I've seen the movie before, right? And I feel like he, in my memory, he puts Ted's head into the engine a hole, um, for lack of a better term. Technical term, actually. I think that's correct. (laughs) Engine hole. Uh, He puts it in, and I feel like in my brain, I'm like, oh, he holds it there for a good, like, four or five seconds. And then trying to get the screenshot, I was like, oh, God, I missed it, like, three times, because he does it only for, like, a second. (laughs) And then he pulls him out. and He, like, uh, dribbles him in there. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and we got a little, I I like, I think this is cute. I think this little um, Brian Brian peeking around the corner is kind of (laughs) cute. He's playing very Scooby-Doo, but he's got to have a peek. Exactly. Also, Johnny's just handsome as all hell. Jesus Christ. He's a good looking man. Yeah. The hair, the hair's perfect. The hair's great. It's great. Uh, his face is chiseled. He's got a nice jaw. It's great. Um, 
And then, and then his cousin, just looking like he's fucking intense. He looks, he looks like he's he can kill somebody at any time without remorse. He wouldn't. He would sleep just fine. We have a gun like pointing at us in this screenshot. So yeah, I, I believe it. But he looks like it's comfortable for him to point guns at people. Like he has no problem with it at all. <laughs> just he's, it's just weird. Like, so there's a line here about they put him on the ground and they put Ted on the ground and Johnny asks his cousin, are you feeling 40 weight, 50 weight? Yeah. And that's the, the weight of the oil. And then cousin says 40 weight. What? I don't know. I feel like for the sake of the movie going audience, you pick the higher number because no one knows what that's going to mean as far as this guy about to suck down some oil. So but like, go, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you. I just insist. <laughs> okay. Because I had nothing. <laughs> so what I was going to say was, in my brain, because like I know some things about cars. I've heard the weight of oils a hundred million times. I still, to this day, have no idea what it means. So, okay, that was actually what I was, I, something I was going to get to. So, okay, so get there. But but what I my brain in this moment said was, uh, Lance was thinking... He knows that he knows exactly what's about to happen right now, and he's like, 40 weights cheaper. Go ahead and use that." <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he's going with. Or, or he's like, "I know one of these is like way harder to clean up. Go with 40." <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like Lance is being uh, a little bit um, concerned about the aftermath of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because who who cleans up the garage after they uh, try to fill this guy with oil? Yeah, probably Lance and his like, goons. So when I my first job. Technically, in my first job, I worked at a gas station. I feel like I brought it up before. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we sold we sold oil to people that were just like, you know, like you do at a gas station. People pull in because they need to refill their car. The little light comes on. Yeah. And people would be like, hey, I need oil. I'm like, all right, cool. What kind do you want? They're like, what kind do I need? Like, I'm just supposed to be the all-knowing <laughs> oil guy. Yeah. I, I worked at a gas station that was an offshoot of a grocery store. So essentially, I was a grocery store employee. They put out in a corner. Right, right. I had no idea. And the year plus I worked there, I never learned <laughs> I still I feel don't like, know. I feel like that's in as much as like that's kind of a burn on us, but also not really. I don't care. I feel like it's very much a California thing to work at a gas station and not know about cars, because I feel like a lot of the Midwest, maybe the maybe the coast, maybe just coastal regions in general, but a lot of the Midwest, uh, most people that work at gas stations are also like they also take the kind of work in the garage of the gas station yeah. as well. But like we don't, we don't do that. So yeah, we're the, we, we have, have no, garages. we yeah, not really. Uh, so we we don't know these things, or we're not expected to know these things. But I feel like a person asking that probably expects you to know that, and they're probably not mm -hmm. from here. Probably, I don't know. No, I mean, well, this gas station was like far away from the freeway, so if you're getting off to make like an emergency stop like that, you went a long way out of the way to find me. Right. But like, I will still, say, people like I don't know what's up. I just say? will say, for future reference, if you want to know yes. the answer to that question, it almost always says it right next to where you pour the oil. Well, I know how to look it up in my own car, but I can't look at a fucking oh, yeah. Ford Explorer and be like, uh, uh, 40? I, I just mean, like, if if I were in the position and knowing what I know now, I'd, I would just tell them, well, you, you have to go look at it. Because <laughs> it does tell <laughs> you. It's not like you just are supposed to know. It does tell you right here. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, half of customer service is looking where somebody won't look at themselves. So I guess that's the move. Unfortunately, I know how true that is. 
I'm yeah. so glad I don't work in customer service anymore. Uh, and in a way, streaming kind of was customer service when you weren't re- like, okay. The funniest thing about, about streaming, streaming and streamers in general is because of how people have turned to the internet to find answers, people don't, people have then evolved past that and don't Google things anymore. What they do, especially if it's about a video game, they will go to a streamer's stream and ask them technical questions. As if they made the game and they're supposed to know everything. I've even had one situation where the guy was actually pissed off at me because, and I quote, streamers are supposed to know everything. And at first, I thought he was joking. But as we delved deeper into it, dolphin, as we dolphined deeper into it, echo the dolphin, uh... I found out that he was legitimately not happy with me because I didn't know an answer <laughs> to his question that I had no business knowing. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's the world we live in today. God, can I say more things as make myself sound like an ancient fart? Jesus Christ. That's that's the theme for this week episode. <laughs> it's just like VCRs, Game Boys, and not knowing or knowing car oils or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he says 40 weight, which, uh, it might be a thicker, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, he says 40 weight and he starts actually assaulting this man who Mm -hmm. we find out in like literal seconds earlier that this is where he mentions you're a good fence, Ted, implying that Ted may be someone who does intake some of their stolen goods. Or what have you. I don't know. But it does. he does use the word fence. As we learned in an earlier episode a while back. That a fence is somebody who takes in stolen goods. And then sells them themselves. So that it kind of splits the burden of. And elongates the chain of, of thievery, thievery and larceny and stuff like that. Um, it makes both people guilty. But I guess guilty of lesser charges. I think that's the point of it. I'm not sure. Or that it changes more so many hands that it's harder to track who did what. I don't know. I don't steal things. Uh, except for your hearts. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he is a fence. There's some illegal things happening here. So I guess maybe that's why he doesn't mind assaulting the hell out of this guy. <laughs> so I, I have two notes on this particular little moment here. So one, he asks this guy ted where the engines are mm-hmm. and he says a warehouse mm-hmm. and he's like a warehouse he's like yeah a warehouse and they accept that as the answer that is the full answer that is the answer well, first then he, they says, just like, he says a warehouse <laughs> right right <laughs> sorry i didn't have the gargle down um, yeah so they just like they're in a warehouse and he's like all right cool let him up cool tip right we got it in a, in a warehouse let's go to a warehouse we will find them yeah but what what I think is funnier is while I was researching uh, Ted and his whole thing about this, I went up on like, because, you know, every single thing under the sun has its own Wikipedia page or like sure. fan wiki or fandom page. So, of sure. course, Fast and the Furious does. And a note on this scene I found uh, is that Johnny Tran uses Ted as a fence to get engines. And this doesn't make sense because Nissan SR20 engines can be bought legally in the United States. So he's having this guy steal 
things that you could just buy. And I don't know where these guys get their money. He might be getting for cheaper or something, but ultimately he doesn't need a fence for this particular crime. I'm curious. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I'm curious if that's, I'm just thinking in the, in the filmmaker's perspective, I wonder if that's why he said the line, because he says this line before this as well, is a couple of, what were the engines? SR20s. A couple of SR20s. Yeah, a couple of Nissan SR20s would fetch a premium right before Race Wars, wouldn't they, Ted? Um, And I feel like that may be trying to build the context of they're hard to get, even if they were purchased legally. So maybe that's what he's trying to get around, or he's just trying to get the uh, more reason. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's trying to get a more reasonable price. I don't know, but yes, this is where a lot of filmmakers, especially filmmakers that kind of want to dive deep into very technical things like this, sort of have to understand that most people watching these movies won't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so I mean, I read that fact to you. I fully. Don't understand it, but I yeah. just thought it was interesting. Like, oh, you could just buy these. Well, so the person writing that fact probably also has a, a a knowledge that the people reading it probably don't have, which is why would he need to fence it when this is something that could be bought legally? Implying, which they're not ta- they're not saying, but you have to kind of know this to get the implication. Implying that these are types of engines that are not normally sold in the United States, or at least it would be like an engine that normally wouldn't be sold in the United States. For instance, a lot of the the reason that it was always cool for Brian's car, and I mean, essentially uh, his real life car as well, um, was that the, that he had a, uh, a GT, uh, no, a, wow. I have to believe you. A I Nissan don't GTR. Um, the reason it was cool that he had one was because they always had to be imported, which is also why he had a right seat driving one because they weren't allowed to be purchased in the U S that's what made that whole thing. And I get it that these movies are very much made for car guys, but there's a lot of people that aren't car guys that also like these movies. So some of these translations are tricky and difficult. And I still may be wrong on this, but that's kind of the point I'm trying to make, which is you kind of got to dumb some shit down. Because <laughs> <laughs> some, some people who enjoy your movies have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And that goes to all filmmakers trying to make technical movies. Then again, maybe they're not making it for us. Who knows? Um, oh, I, I just got some lovely, lovely shots here. Mm. That's like, oh. Have you ever tasted oil on accident? No. Why ha- have you? I don't know. There's like oil gets on your hands. Maybe you accidentally lick your hand. I don't know. No, I don't think no, I have. I've, Maybe I've, I have. No. I don't know. Should we get someone to try it? Taste I, test next episode? I, taste test? Which one is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get all the weights. Taste. Get a 50, a 40, a 30, and see which one tastes the best. Yeah, like a 20, Ooh, pen, I think there's a 25. Yeah. Can we uh, get synthetic, non-synthetic? Mm. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is going to be a great idea. This will be the next hot ones. This is going to be the next Tide Pods. <laughs> That's <laughs> what this is going to be. <laughs> okay, interesting question. Before we get to what is essentially... I'm not eating a Tide Pod. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, what is essentially... Uh, I'll, I'll talk about what is essentially a, a very erotic um, frame we have here uh, between mm. two cousins. Um, 
have you ever been asked the question of forbidden foods? Ask me the question. I guess I don't know. Oh, things that are not food, but they want they should be food. Yes, that you would love uh, to eat, but you cannot eat. Hmm. Yeah, but I can't pull any examples, so I don't know. Mine has what always been the popcorn peanuts, the packing peanuts. Yeah. Uh, one I, of my I friends, absolutely get that. Yeah. One of my friends who asks this question a lot uh, is, hers is uh, lava. She thinks lava, lava looks look delicious. Yeah. Lava looks kind of delicious, actually, yeah. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> uh, fiberglass. Which you definitely shouldn't eat. The the insulation of fiberglass. That's it. Yeah. Fiberglass. Yep, that's it. That's mine. Yep. It looks like cotton candy. It's mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, no, no. in fact, there there is a TikTok or Instagram out there of somebody putting that in their mouth and everybody be like, No, you have to spit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will Yeah, anybody oh, listening. No. It's not it's not a mistake you make once and never do it again. Well, it actually kind of is because it is a mistake that if you eat it. You will never do it again because it will kill you. <laughs> it will tear up your insides and you will bleed forever until you are dead. Do not eat the fiberglass from inside the walls of any house or anything like that. Don't do that. Um, but if you see some laying around the hardware store, just like a little little nip. I mean, it looks tasty, right? It looks delicious. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, boogie boards were always fun to me too. The foam boogie boards. I, I just want to take a bite uh, of that. An example I had is uh, if you're at like a craft store, they have like the green solid blocks that yes. they use for, yeah, those. That's I don't know I'm, what they're. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they would taste like, but I, I yep, what about it? Yeah, it's like a it's like a mint fudge square or something like that. Yeah, I'm totally sure. gonna do it. Um, what these guys seem to be into is uh. If you take this frame out of context, I don't know how well you can see it in the, with the lighting. If you take this frame out of context, it looks like it might be an 18 plus movie. <laughs> maybe rated yeah. X. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> because uh, it looks like they may or may not be enjoying each other. Um, that's the last frame I have for this minute. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap this minute, I decided to Google what happens if you drink motor oil. <laughs> oh, God. So this... This is from the MissouriPoisonCenter.org website. It would be Missouri. Uh, okay. It goes through motor oil is a hydrocarbon that helps keep engines running smoothly. Other types of hydrocarbons include gasoline, kerosene, lighter fluid, mineral spirits, and tiki torch oil. When someone swallows motor oil, it can upset the stomach and may have laxative-like effect, possibly causing loose stools and diarrhea. So it does. It, may, it turns your body into an engine. It lubricates the hell out of it. Uh, this one says it aspirates the lungs, which seems like a bad time. Yeah, that's may cause bad. this is if it's on your skin, dermatitis. Just this a rash. person, this Google asks, what happens if you drink a little bit of oil? <laughs> uh, upset stomach, vomiting, diarrhea. You know, so Pepto Bismol shit. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that Pepto Bismol in their ads, they say they'll cure that easy. They uh, specifically call out WD forty. No, not WD forty. <laughs> Pens oil, whatever. Pens oil or WD forty. Why not? Yeah. That yeah, good. what happens if you drink W forty? Another 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 PSA uh, is I think there's a unfortunately a lot of people out there, and I kind of I kind of understand it that don't think there's any oil in electric cars. I will tell you that anything with metal parts rubbing against other metal parts will always always have a lubricant. It will always have an oil. 
So for those that are driving your Teslas out there, I don't know how many listeners we have that have Teslas, but those are driving their Teslas or their electric cars. You do have to change the oil every now and then. It's just not the yeah, same. Remember, throw some KY in that thing. Some KY, some Ultra Glide, Super Glide, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That'll probably do it. Is it bad to put the stuff that warms as you rub? Uh, no, but you don't want to have the flavored stuff. No? Does that make it sticky? It's, look, if it winds up getting sticky, then there's sugar involved, and, like, you're not supposed to have sugar in it. <laughs> then you just start smelling old strawberries in your car. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> old rotten strawberries. <laughs> uh, can we, curiously, before we wrap this up, uh, do we know the Rotten Tomatoes score of, uh, this movie? Uh, I had it handy at some point. No, I don't. Let me stall, 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 stall. Rotten Tomatoes, the Fast and the Furious. Oh, that's the franchise. Yeah, you, you can find it. About it. I oh, win. Here we go. Uh, critic is 55. Audience is 74. Lovely. 55, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's hmm. the... Wow. There are a lot of pretty low ones. It's the third lowest? Fourth lowest. Yeah. Yeah, fourth lowest of the franchise. <laughs> I, I love that it gives me the you might also like. And then oh, it my, has my, what? Oh, all uh, the it fast has movies. <laughs> it has no, not other fast movies. Um, but it also has so it has Tomb Raider, I think the second one, with a twenty four percent critic rating, twenty four percent critic rating. The Brothers Grimm with a thirty eight percent. Charlie's Angels 41, Electra with 11% critic rating. And then and then Mission Impossible 3 with 71%. I don't know. I don't know where they got these from. But uh, So up into that yeah. up until that point it assumes you like bad stuff. You like trash? Here's some other trash, garbage eater. Garbage eater. Oh, it gave me I see why it gave me Mission Impossible 3 because the audience score is 69%. That's and nice. with that, I think that's a good way to wrap up this episode. 69% for Mission Impossible 3. Fantastic. I give everybody in the audience and everybody listening to this a 69% because you're nice. Um, my name is Dan. Joined as always by Daniel. We have been the 60-second car, uh, the podcast that covers the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. If you'd like to listen to us more, join us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, or podcast listening app, I should say. Um, make sure you give us a review and, and leave a family. Uh, leave a family on our YouTube channel and give it a like and a subscribe. With that, go to danotage.tv slash 60 second car to find out all the details and where to follow us on all platforms. You can email us at 60 second car at gmail.com. With that, we'll see you next time. Family.